1: This is Cougan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. But the final press conference ahead of Chris Eubanks' pay-per-view clash with Liam Smith this Saturday at the AO Arena, live on Sky Sports box office. I'm joined by promoter Ben Shalom. I don't even know where to start. Literally, it started off quite in jest and kind of the typical back and forth between Smith and Eubank. It got kind of ridiculously personal between between the pair of them.
2: It's tense. It's two days out. I think, um, look, there's been a lot that each of them have had to deal with back and forth. I think Eubank 50%, 60% to a former world champion throughout the the promotion has just has made it a bit more personal. But I think they're just chalk and cheese. And ultimately, it's two days away from a fight. I think they say things that they don't mean. Um, but neither of them wants to lose on Saturday night, and that's what it comes down to.
1: I mean the The back and forth between them over the last sort of six weeks since the original press conference has been not predictable, but we can kind of expect we know how Chris is, and we know kind of the responses we'd get from Liam Smith but today kind of took it to a different level with first of all from Liam Smith with some of his comments, questioning sexual orientations, etc I mean yeah, I mean. What what were you thinking when that was going through your head when you were sat there in between them?
2: Look, I think all Liam was 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 questioning was um, was no one knows anything about you, man. I don't think he actually meant to go in that direction. It was uh, it was it it was what it was, and it sort of escalated, and there's egos involved, and it's tense. But to be honest. I think both of them just want to get in the ring, and both of them are 100% confident. And I think, uh, yeah, it was it went a bit over the top at times. But look, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? It's like what Kala said. It's the flamboyant southerner, the the superstar, against a working class hero that's done it the hard way, and is uh, and is a former world champion and it has all the the t-shirts in the wardrobe. As Andy said, so. It's always going to be a clash of personalities, but when we clash of styles, it's going to be a, it's going to be an all-out war on Saturday night, and I can't wait.
1: As I pointed out to Chris Eubank Junior., the talking has been done. We know they've got a way, and obviously tomorrow, which is kind of the first, time, the last time, sorry, they'll come face to face. But all the talking aside, we are in for a great fight this week. It was after the whole situation with Conor Ben, which was a completely different issue altogether. But the fallout from that, I think that the positive is that. Obviously, we're waiting to see what Conor Ben's situation is, but in regards to Chris Eubank Jr., we're seeing him with someone, that uh, a fight that has been called and talked about for the last three years, two or three years.
2: Yeah, and it was the one that Liam wanted, so I think it's a better fight. I think it's a tougher fight for Eubank Jr. I think the reason there's so much interest in this fight is because Eubank's levels have always been questioned and he's always been very high profile, but he's never won a world title. Has he ever been a world level opponent? I think this would be the, the biggest name on his resume when he fought De Gale. That was a retirement fight. That was the last fight for James De Gale before he retired. And this is a big moment for Chris Eubank Jr. I think everyone's talked a lot and, and we look at the big fights that could be made after this, but ultimately, this is a massive test and he knows that. He knows that Liam Smith knows his way around the ring, has, has done things that he hasn't, has fought Canelo, has been sparring Callum Smith throughout his career. Liam Smith knows exactly what to expect on Saturday night. I think that's what makes it so special. I think if it wasn't for the Ben Eubank situation, we might not have ever seen it. And uh, I think the fans are glad that we are.
1: Yeah, that's a good point you make, actually, because if the, the Ben-Eubank fight had materialised, I think either or if Chris had won or lost that fight, we, we may have not seen the situation where he's fighting Liam Smith. I think you're right in what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and we, I, that fight completely was left field to me. I did not expect that to happen. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think the weights were possible. For me, the fight was always Liam Smith. That's why we signed him. We thought it was a fight that made sense. And once that didn't happen it was the obvious one and it was one that couldn't be avoided and i think as i say i think the fans are glad that they get to see this fight and i really think it's a marking time fight for eubank it's a time for him to prove that he is world level and it's a time for leon smith to prove that he, he he's a level above chris eubank jr that's why he wants the fight that's why he always wanted the fight and uh, i really think i don't like saying it because we're trying to encourage now fighters to be able to win and, and lose and come back, but I think at this stage in their career, 33 years old and 34 years old, it's a must win for, to stay at this level.
1: I mean, if you ask both fighters about, again, who's got more to lose, I think it's very much in the balance there, because they are at similar ages. and. Obviously, Liam Smith is a former world champion. He's been in with Canelo, etc. So there's aspects of Liam Smith's resume that Chris would like on his. Chris would have loved to have been in the ring at some point with Canelo. He would have loved to have have had a world title at some point. I know he
2: won the IBO, but you know what I
1: mean. Uh, But I think this is quite evenly matched at this stage of their career.
2: Yeah, I'd say Chris probably has a little more to lose if we're objective about it, just because he still has those ambitions. He still wants to become a world champion. He still wants those big fights, whether Golovkin or Canelo. I think he has a lot to lose. I think Liam will be quite comfortable with what he's achieved in his career. I think uh, this, is, this is not one he wants to lose because of pride, because of what he's done. Um, and he wants some big fights. He's already talking to me about May, June and what September looks like because he sees what happens if he wins this fight on Saturday night. I think, yes, both got a lot to lose, but I think for you, Bank, this is, a, this is possibly One of the biggest fights, if not the biggest fight of his career, because of what happens if he loses it.
1: Is it a potential retirement fight if one of these fighters lose? Is that hard to say at this stage?
2: I don't know. You'd have to speak to them. They both feel good. All I know with Liam is he's been one of the most active fighters in the country. He's he's had a lot more rounds in the past couple of years than Eubank. Eubank's last fight was Liam Williams last February. That's 12 months ago now. Maybe that will play its part. But Liam feels very good and he and he's happy at the moment and he wants to go and he's very confident. I can't see necessarily either of them retiring, but I think at this level it's a must win.
1: You're obviously promoting your first show of 2023. Um, obviously, 2023 was almost uh, a bit of a learning curve for you in terms of promotional. You had a great start this time last year almost in February, where you put out them three shows in the space of four weeks with Brook and uh, Williams Eubank and uh, Taylor Cattrall. And then obviously... As expected, things kind of tapered down and you kind of uh, filled out the rest of the year. But yeah, a, a good learning year for you.
2: Yeah, massive. Um, obviously, it's hard building a stable and putting on big shows at the same time. Is, is I don't think anyone else has had to do that. We finished strong. We had the first women's night that's ever been done. And, and to sell out the O2, that was a highlight. Billim Smith in Bournemouth was a highlight. Richard Riatpour and seeing Adam Azim and Caroline Dubois and Fraser Clark and Ben Whittaker who all come through it was about building our foundation building our stable and I think this year is is, is going to be special for us because we can fill cards when we did Calm Brook last year it was tough you know we were sort of people just signed for us you can't throw them in the title fight in the first fight you can't throw them into into something they want don't want to do and you have to build but we can put on cards like this now and that's so exciting as a promoter and I, I'm really looking forward to this year it's a first night of a a massive night Um, first of many I think this year we're going to start very strong but yeah I think last year was special it really was for me it was special for the team it was special because to to be operating at that level and putting on those shows off the bat was crazy but this year this is nice because we know what's happening in May, June we have the luxury of planning we have the fighters we feel like we've got the future superstars in British boxing and uh, it's going to be a big year for us and hopefully boxing as well and for those who thought that you'd only been in the game for 12 months, were well, you still here? Just about. <laughs> still here. Still here, still ready. But hopefully, and I've said it before, it becomes less about the promoters. I think the more everyone keeps doing this, it actually hurts Doing what? Well. Look in the US right now. I think it's a mess. They won't talk to each other and they can't make fights. We wouldn't. Essam and Congo is probably the fight of the card. If, if, we, if we didn't have a good relationship with Queensbury, it wouldn't be made so I think less and you do it all the time but less needs to be made what do I do exactly less needs to be made of top promoter who's the best promoter who's the this who's the that it's not it's actually we're catering to your egos though as well yeah you are and I, I can see where that goes but I genuinely believe it's a bit of fun but then it actually becomes counterproductive and it actually does stop fights and it actually does stop the sport and we've seen with the with the celebrity boxing and things like that the sport needs to Meets to get his act together, and I think the main thing is, is the promoters working together.
1: So, you're talking about actually, can we just wrap in Kalasauland here as he's standing oh, over man. there? This will be quite interesting. Um, face to face. It's not a face to face, mate, but just jump in.
2: He's exhausted. Jump in. Well done, sir. Hey, sir. It was
0: interesting.
2: Right, can
0: we Are we on an interview or are we doing an interview? Oh, we are. The middle, middle, middle of the job, and you you called me in.
1: It was just
2: about to talk about misfits. Before you come, I wasn't. I was talking about how the sport you see in the US and no one works together. Look, in fairness, Cal has always worked with everyone. But in the US, the fact that they don't work together is why it's a bit of a a shambles at the moment. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And it's it's, uh, you know, if you look at um, this this fight, it's possible only because you know promoters work together. but then again, if you look at all the great fights in the last two, three years, it, it, none of them really have fallen under the banner of one promoter, you know, they might hide the logos and things like that, but we all know that there's multiple, you know, if I think think, uh, you know, let's look at, you know, Joshua Uzik, Fury Uzik, things like this, the, the amount of different parties involved in that. And, um... Yeah, but that's the great fights. So it takes people working together to get them done. So, you speak
1: about obviously a fight with Esso uh, Eckerman and Chris Congo that you made, obviously via kind of Frank Warren as well. Yeah. But, how many fights have you done with Matchroom on with that Matchroom. basis?
2: Yeah. I think the Baumgardener Mayor was a fight with Matchroom. Look, we, we would. I think certain promoters want to work with fighter, uh, other promoters more than others. And we'd love to and if the fight's there to be made, we'll always try and make it. If it's the best fight for, for our fighters and for the fans, we'll always do it. I know Frank Smith's coming in on Saturday night, he comes to a lot of our shows, so there's no problem there. And uh you it's a ticket? bit of a it's a bit of a loaded you question got that. What? You got I think he's coming with you. It's not it's a
1: loaded question at all, but no, would no, you like no, to be no, making have you got a ticket for him? I think
0: he's on your okay. list? No 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 he's, he's on, on your list.
1: I think he's on your
0: list. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll double check that in yeah. a minute because I, I thought he was on your list. No, I think he's on your list. Cala,
1: you list. Caller, over the years, over the years, you've made many a fights with Eddie Hearn. If we're allowed to mention Eddie Hearn's name in this interview, you've made loads of fights with him. But is that something moving forward that must be a priority to try and get, like you said, the
2: best fights possible for your fighters, for your stable, and for the fans as well? Genuinely, we would we would have no problem with that. As you said, if the fights are there to be made, we would. I have a good relationship, I think, with Frank. I do speak to him. And uh, as I say, he comes to a lot of shows. And we, the Baumgartner is a matching fight, and that was one of our biggest shows last year. I think it will happen more and more. I think it has to happen more and more. I think in the US, as I say, I, I do think there's a bit of a problem in the US. I think in Britain, on the whole, the big fights do get made. Yeah. I think on the whole.
0: Yeah. I think you know, In the end, uh, what we were saying is that this fight, this wonderful fight on Saturday night, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fans' fight. It's one of the fans of... Once the fans put enough pressure on the promoters, do work together. You know, it's as simple as that, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, and but I, I, you know, I don't think there's a promoter under the sun that I haven't worked with. You,
1: know? you seem to get on with everyone, though. Obviously, he's still learning. He's been in it 12 months, but you get on with the majority, the majority of the promoters. I don't hear. Yeah.
0: Promote no, it was bad no, my having no, you well, and. Very
2: kind of you, Coogan. Yeah. Thank you very
0: much. Do I get a, like a Nobel Peace Prize for that, the boxing <laughs> Would you like to give that to me, Ben?
2: I think he's about to present you with something.
0: <laughs> give me some compliments. How good am I to work with? <laughs> Go on. Listen, tell, all tell, I will say, Caller, is, is
2: that celebrity boxing that you do, I think you need to make sure and make clear it is celebrity boxing.
0: All I'm doing with that is to show you it is possible to set out an arena with all the people in there at 7pm, all Right. And I know tomorrow night's sold out. I gave you the A side for that, so well done. <laughs> but but no, but but that's what we got to bring into is, is to somehow get the fans in there at seven o'clock. When I arrived at the venue last week, we had we had it wasn't just sold out, it was full. And you know, I saw like Lyndon Laugh put out a tweet like, imagine boxing fans treat us like that. Like, you know, I get you want to have a pint before before you, you go there. we have that at 4 or 5 o'clock, you know, and turn up for the first fight because they've all gone through tra- crazy training camps. The, the card, by the way, I mean, you know, you guys have got, for me, one of the best matchmakers in the world in John and that This card tomorrow night is rocking from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah. If you buy a ticket, and boxing tickets aren't cheap, we know that, I thought they were very fairly priced for Manchester, but you paid for it. Why don't you turn up and watch it? You know, have a pint in the venue, you know? The pints taste good there as well. Have the pints earlier, get on it earlier, and get down there and watch, watch the scraps. That's what you are paid for, you know? Imagine imagine this fight goes around. And it could, if if the, if the, if the pan is sizzling early, Smith could go early. And then you've, you've come turn up for three minutes, you know? We've got to watch the whole card. There's fantastic names on that card. Great, great show, turn up early. That's what the atmosphere. That's all I'm saying is that I would love to bring that over from 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 crossover boxing. I don't know why they turn up so early, but they do. They don't leave they their seats. Up, they
2: turn up for anything. It doesn't matter whether they're, they're doing they, table it, tennis, it's, swimming. It's just they don't turn up
1: early for everything. They, they,
2: listen. They, they sell out stadiums playing football as well, but you don't have the football media. Covering it's it. completely
1: Absolutely. different, that's a game that lasts for 90 minutes and people are there from the first no, but, minute. No, but. but
2: what I'm saying is, they're there because they, they have fans, it's not, they're not there to watch boxing, they're there to watch their YouTube stars or their YouTube heroes, whether it's boxing, but they, but whether it's gymnastics. We've
0: got not just YouTubers, we've got rappers, we've got yeah. you know, OnlyFans girls on there, we've got politicians who are going to be on there soon, we've got footballers coming, we've got wrestlers, MMA guys, uh, gamers. Which are different to YouTubers, i found find that out. I'm, I'm my lingo is getting good in this area, by the way. So you know, when you say YouTuber, you're generalising. You oh, know, we celebrity got celebrity boxing. Yeah, it's not celebrity boxing. No, it's absolutely not. Now, that takes me back. Influencer yeah, boxing. Influencer. You know, crossover boxing. Listen, it, we had we had uh, Greg Hardy's American football player, fight Hasim Rahman Jr. as a pro. You know, you're going to see Let's, some pros crossing over. Let me ask you like a
1: question. Have you got reservations about? this type
2: of boxing no i'll be honest i don't mind it and i I, and it's fine what they're doing i just think it shouldn't be advertised as boxing i think that can be confusing and when and when media boxing traditional when are we going to see in boxing news i think that's dangerous for the sport what should it be advertised i think it should be clear clear that it's influencer celebrity Boxing, a white collar boxing, and I think sometimes it's not too clear. I'm not saying it's just because of him. I've seen a, isn't the, is in the organisation called, the the commissioning Le- body Le- called professional boxing. In, uh, in you know, that, that's just misleading, in my opinion. I I just I just think it's great, it's entertainment, it's WWE, whatever it is. But it's not. It's just don't make sure it's not boxing because it's not boxing, and that's I think that's the only danger with it. I
1: will say one thing. It's not WWE, is it? We know WWE isn't a real thing. Sorry to break it to people at home, but these people are actually going in there. They're actually having
0: camps. They're actually the L. training L. and having, actually having L. fights. Did you, did you, yeah. saw, you, saw, did you see the L Brook fight last weekend? I watched. I was a L. L. fight. Yeah. It's a proper tear up. Yeah, trained by Mark Tibbs. You know, one of the one of the best trainers in the UK. That was a fantastic, fantastic minute. It lasted a minute, but it was a was a was a good old tear up. There are fights on there, by the way. Uh, Dean the Great. Versus uh, Waleed Sharks, you know, you, people probably think, oh, that, you know, if, you, if a traditionalist go look them up. Waleed Sharks is a two-time Golden Glove winner, probably one of the best fights on the Misfits so far. But that would fit into any pro card, absolutely. it Was an absolute banger of a fight. Rachman Junior versus Hardy was a was a sort of pro fight as well. So it's a lot of different things going on there, but. I agree, that there is a, but there is a very clear separation in what we do traditionally and what we do in the
2: crossover stuff.
1: Well, this is how interested Ben Shalom was in Sorry. your speech, and he was WhatsApping someone as we were no, going I was working on. Out I'm working out
2: tickets. Working out tickets. He giving it, Frank Smith his ticket, that's yeah. what I was Is that what you do? On. Yeah.
1: It's on him. Shout out Frank Smith. Right, final predictions for this weekend. Obviously, we've got the weigh in tomorrow, but uh, Saturday night, sold out a Arena. Final predictions from you first, Ben. Before we finish,
2: look, I can't, I can't call it. If I'm honest, I've always said, I've always leaned towards a Smith points win, but I think boxing wins on Saturday night. I really believe that. I, uh, I can't wait for the fight. Credit to both fighters for doing it. It's a high, high risk fight. There's a lot on the line. Credit to, to Cala for putting Chris Eubank Jr. in for, with a, with a. Former world champion in the form, I believe, of his life. That's been more active, and that and that feels like this fight's ready made for him. But yeah, whatever happens, um, it's going to be an unbelievable fight.
0: I think um, I think we're going to get three, four rounds of an absolute throwback tear up, and then I think the pan's going to get too hot from the atmosphere. It'll all start to sizzle, and Eubank's going to put on the absolute speed fireworks in the 5th, 6th round onwards and I think we'll see stoppage around uh, the ninth round.
1: Ok, still texting Frank Smith, yeah Ben?
0: It's
2: lovely to interview it's a, it? it's oh, a, He doesn't stop working
1: though, fair play yeah. to him, he's only been in it 5 minutes remember? I
2: don't know what works, listen. My longest interview of this
1: one. Great, listen, talking's done,
2: Weighing tomorrow, open to the public. Open to the public, yeah. Yeah, Get down. What time is it, Caller? Uh,
0: It is uh, one o'clock tomorrow.
2: I believe one o'clock. Yeah, one (laughs) o'clock. Open to the public. Um, Massive atmosphere tomorrow.
1: Okay, Caller, Ben, thank you very much. Manchester
2: is a fantastic
0: city to promote in. This will be a historical weekend.
1: we look forward to it. Ben, Caller, thank you very much. Best of luck to both you guys. Well, your fighters anyway. Thank you.